You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hi, friends. How are you doing? That good, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> resounding. I'm all right. Reasonably. Yeah. How are you, Chloe? I have a cold, so I'm sorry if I sniff into your ears this week, Riverdale gang. Happens to the best of us. Wait, are we the Riverdale gang, or are they the Riverdale gang? I think we are collectively the Riverdale gang. Excellent. I think the Riverdale gang is kind of like a, like, an amorphous cult, oh. if you will. Oh, goodness. That's my read, based on this television show, yeah. at least. <laughs> Accurate. We will probably be getting into amorphous cults today with episode four, <laughs> chapter 17, The Town the Dreaded Sundown. Hey. Um... um we might sound a little different today because we are no longer coming from Roommate K's beautiful studio. It was too complicated for us, <laughs> and we kept making technical mistakes. Um, so we're currently at my cozy little studio with my cozier little uh, audio kit, um, seeing how that goes for us. Uh, you know, yeah, as, as you do. As you do, pretty much. Mm-hmm. We've actually got a few days between recording this time. Um you might occasionally hear my fridge gurgle. That was a fridge gurgle. <laughs> Last uh, time it was cats meowing, this time it's fridge gurgling. Much less cute, but keeps my food cold. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the point of a fridge, in fact. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I had a lot of really insightful introductory things to say about this episode that I can't remember a thing. I mean, I'm sure they'll come flooding back to you. Brian, are you wearing a different earring than you normally wear? I lost my earring. Oh, no. <laughs> Ryan lost his earring. It's somewhere in my house. Whenever I have looked at Ryan, he has been wearing this particular earring. Not the one he's currently wearing, but the one he normally wears. Well, at least one of three near-identical versions oh, that have right. passed through the years. I just um, assumed the same thing had been in his ear for... Usually. I, I, have, I wear one hoop through two holes in my right ear, and um, I've misplaced that hoop. It's somewhere in my house, but also in my house is an entire theater show set and <laughs> costumes and and a pile of lollipops i've just noticed that is theater props oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that's the state of things in halloween shows and also the entire contents of my storage closet pulled out from frantic costume piece searches i will claim this mess but only only 30% of it is non-professional mess. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ryan, I think, experiences some anxiety around being messy and so feels Constantly. the need to apologize to a group of people who can't actually see his studio apartment. Yay for <laughs> sound-only media formats. <clears throat> for the record, his um, apartment looks like someone who has just gotten through the run of a show, which accurate is normal it's a normal level of mess it's a default almost for me there is never any mess in the show no one's messy i mean jughead's fake messy not even like his house is dressed as vaguely less tidy but it yeah no you're right it's not i know but now that it's not a living now that uh his dad's in jail it like the trailer looks pretty respectable even when dad wasn't in jail it was like well here's a beer can he's a mess <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are right about that i am thank you <clears throat> i am absolutely right about that that's why we sounded so funny we were echoing in our ears ryan just unplugged the headphones from um the recording device and is now plugging them into the computer which is kind of like when someone takes off their glasses when they're about to kiss you. Like, you know what's coming next. We're going to listen to the show. <laughs> Are we going to listen to a show, Chloe? Because I'm not kissing you. I have absolutely no desire to kiss you ever at any time, which I mean in the nicest way possible. <laughs> and I sure want to keep my glasses on. So we're Although good. Although did happen to me once. I was sitting in someone's lap and um, she took off her glasses and I was like, did you take off your glasses so we could kiss? And she was like, yeah. And then we kissed. It was great. I'm not wrong about this. It's a known human mechanism of behavior. I don't yeah. know. Projecting behavior. is. Does that count as flirting? Does taking one's glasses off count as flirting? I don't know. I mean, like, I've never had sex with someone who wears glasses who wears their glasses during sex. I'm so blind, Chloe. It's necessary, okay? It gets real awkward without them 
<laughs> really? But you're so... Are you nearsighted or farsighted? Oh, I'm nearsighted, but my glasses are really, 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 really bad, Chloe. I know, but like, usually during sexual activity... Are we allowed to talk about this on the podcast? I mean, yes, as long... It's not explicit. It's and not, it's we're not true. using the worst words, right? No. Uh, we're, we're doing a podcast about sexy teens. That's true. Um, on with, the CW. Normally, when you are engaged in sexual congress, you're fairly close... Okay, like Maybe a... that's really normative. Maybe I've got it wrong. <laughs> I won't go into detail, but I really like having my glasses on. Is all I all I'll say. Fair enough. I guess I'm not. I guess there's some sighted privilege operating here. I'm really blind, Chloe. Like, like, have you worn my glasses? Well, I guess we're doing it. Not that any like, of you can see this at home. Four inches yeah, in front of my face. Yeah, this is like being underwater, and everything is a blur. This is like being underwater. I'm done in the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm done. Do you have a spare pair of glasses in your emergency kit? Uh, near. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Are they in a hard case? No, but they are in my emergency earthquake kit duffel bag. Okay. So, like, I'll, if I remember to grab that in apocalypse, I'll be less screwed or screwed at but a later point in time. For, like, a while. You'll be able to see how awful everything is. Until the roaming dogs bite my glasses off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not going to be anything we expect. It's going to be, like, roaming dogs or something. One of the reasons for anyone dogs. who doesn't live in Vancouver, the apocalypse is something we talk about fairly regularly because, as many people on the West Coast can empathize with mm. this, I'm sure, eventually there will be an apocalyptically-sized earthquake on the West Coast. It is it is known. And, you know, it will flatten many buildings with people in them we joke about it so we don't cry yeah when i was a child you didn't grow up here ryan but when i was a child um our parents all had to make personalized earthquake kits for each of us mm. um that the school stored in an outside storage bin and, oh wow and our parents had to write us a letter saying like if we don't come to get you mm -hmm. you have to not be worried right and it didn't and when i became an adult <laughs> i realized that that letter was like if you're, if, like, someone probably said to my parents, like, mm -hmm. if you guys die, you need to provide your kid with some words of reassurance so wow. that they remain calm until we can deal with that. <clears throat> the only apocalypse scenarios we dealt with in Alberta were, um, there's too much snow to get out right now, which is a temporary apocalypse oh. <laughs> scenario. Um, you guys don't get floods? I mean, we get floods, but not apocalyptic floods. It's hmm. very, very flat. It's very, 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 very flat. Um, like that's hard to imagine if you're from British Columbia. Extraordinarily flat. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, we just kind of lived a little rough in general. Right. In the trade-off of no <laughs> apocalypse-class natural disasters. Riverdale, Riverdale is living in apocalypse-class natural disaster. Yeah. It's mostly social apocalypse. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a reflection of the social apocalypse we're all living through. Maybe that's too deep. I don't know. Let's watch the show. It's probably deeper than they thought about it, but <laughs> hitting play and Tap hitting that Netflix bottom. The melodrama of these names is suitable for apocalypse talk, they are. right? This is a little loud in my poor little left ear. I will turn that down for you. Thank you. You all can adjust your own volume, uh, gang. <laughs> Riverdale gang. I want to know Mayor McCoy's, McCoy's story. It's an interesting character. There's opportunities there for political intrigue. The fact that she's very, like, two-dimensional politician right now is, yeah, under <coughs> underutilized, <laughs> underdeveloped. <coughs> Maybe she's going to end up hiring the Red Circle for a job. That'd be interesting. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Okay, sure, yeah. Viable. So okay. what I love about this opening sequence with the Jughead in the library, yeah. um, pulling off all the books and talking about the different serial killers, is that they're mm. real serial killers that they're talking about, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. And this grounds the paranoia of this show in reality in a way that I find really uh, mm. creepy. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. Creeps me out real hard. Yeah, the real, the the small town serial killer, the small town killer. <laughs> that's like a weird trope to me. Oh really? Like, did you guys have one? <laughs> I, no, I mean, there's always there's the occasional murder, but it's almost always a crime of passion, huh. right? And like, 
it's almost an urban legend to joke degrees. The idea of like, oh, <coughs> this or that pig farmer, for example, might have slightly sketchy rumors from 70 years ago. But that's right. like, that's almost this weird colonial wilderness heritage. Huh. Uh, more than like a contemporary serial killer. Yeah. Like a hint of, yes, this is a way bodies are disposed of sometimes. It's almost like the, the Miller huh. having a re- like a reputation in old folklore is being associated with murder. Interesting. Um, but I don't think there are any specific stories necessarily. We did have a domestic terrorist oh. a little ways away who bombed a bunch of oh, really? oil uh, oil rigs or then is believed to, um, but I don't think was ever convicted and was like sovereign so, citizen type person. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt and talk about guns again. Because Archie's <laughs> shooting guns. Archie just hit a bullseye with a handgun. Yeah. That sounds hard. Yeah, or but he's it... not far. I guess he's not that far. Like, from his perspective, I I mean, what, 20 yards? Am I my boyfriend's keeper? Oh, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this is interesting because... The lodges are... Hiram is playing all the sides. Yeah. This is an Amish country, Mom. <laughs> Golly. We're still in lead-in, but we're in intensive lead-in, aren't we? Uh, what do you mean? Like, we're still in the preamble of this episode, but we're jumping right into the action of Archie with the gun, the yeah. lodges at war. So much chaos. So much this is like this little finger-ish noise. Yeah. That Hiram lodges up to. Oh, I love this scene. Mm. I love when we have opportunities to see Alice Cooper's humanity in life as in the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this this her slow breakdown family talk is like really great. She's spectacular. I'm scared. Her performance is Mudchen. Is it? I I I can't remember her name. Yeah. Just pronunciation of her name. Yeah. Yeah has thrown me but you you are also an umlaut name holder i am an umlaut name holder it's it's german (laughs) (laughs) i think mine was just because my parents are whimsical but um (laughs) uh, we are german on my mom's side i love how but she just has these mom feels of like you don't understand how scary it is when you came out of my body and i can't i don't know where you are (laughs) like (laughs) yep it's it's Whoa. a deep deep undercurrent and now we have the dad feels of hey you started a vigilante group huh yeah <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do if that happens to me as a parent <laughs> if your child like, starts I'm, a vigilante group I'm in the wasteland with, i'm equipped to deal with a lot of things i think there's very little that scandalizes me a mm. vigilante group would might be that thing might be the thing i don't want my kids to do <laughs> Fair. That might be a new social question for a generation as well. Um, that <coughs> that's concerningly relevant potentially. <laughs> yeah. And more Jughead at the uh oh at the security issue school. Ugh. Us and them. Us and them. Oh, Betty in her shirts. The dressing is so stark between the locations. Riverdale High is a warm wooden yeah. hug, and the South Side has. The metal detectors. Yeah. It's pretty hot. Even his laptop is duct taped together. I know. It's a bit much. Yeah. This is an interesting little moment. Mm-hmm. Where the because... Southsiders take it. Yeah. Do, is this how gangs operate? I'm so innocent. Is this real? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean... A high school gang going straight to a murder initiation feels excessive because this that would tell me that every one of them has murdered someone, right? Yeah, or just bringing bringing them someone's head mean just like like pop him, you know, like just clock him a couple mm. of times. Right. What are the stakes in play yeah. here? That's a big question. Um, but this is an interesting example of how like sometimes when a criminal bumps off people we don't like, we're like, oh, thanks. This is fine, you know, right? Oh, here's also, Archie with all this danger. This sound design of Archie walking down the hall with a, like, weird <coughs> remix of his own manifesto into song form yeah. is one of the weirdest, surrealist things that the show has thrown me at. 
Yeah. Also, like, talk about, like, white boy fantasy living in his own head, thinking he's cool, <laughs> walking down the hallways of his school. Also, I totally went to school in that classroom. Where everyone can hear the echoes of your own words, or you're projecting that yeah. into every look and glance. Oh, maybe not. Maybe I didn't go to school in this classroom. This might be point gray. <laughs> 50-50. Also, thank you for Veronica calling out the weirdness of this show's own staging choices. Oh, yeah. I feel like they saw the dailies and were just like... We need to add some lines. Yeah, that's a little bit over the top even for us. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a surprise. Hiram is uh, messing with his daughter's life. Oh, I, I forget. And then Weatherby. Parroting Archie's words back to him as an obvious... That's yeah. kind of crazy for a 16-year-old to be shouting on YouTube. I know, but he was supportive of him in the last episode, wasn't he? Until he saw this manifesto. He was supportive yeah, of the also, Red Circle Club, right? Yeah, but also until, like, like, and, like my, my job, my school, what I'm related mm. to is now embarrassed, so now I don't support you anymore. I feel like that's happening also. Mm. Both an, es- an escalation yeah. and a changing of the domain of conflict. And pulling the football team out is an interesting move. Yeah. For middle America, right? Like, actually canceling the football team. Yeah. I, as I, that's, that's a pretty big step for most of America, right? I don't know. I didn't go to high school in the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here's Betty having some lady guilt. Is it lady guilt? Is it, this, this seems know. just like existential dread Also, this, me. I don't like that Kevin forgives her so quick. Agreed, agreed, agreed. But they needed to move on with the plot, apparently. <laughs> what membership? Redstatemeet.com. Um, a beautiful creation, a, a horrifying creation that is obviously yeah. gay hookup site in red states. <laughs> so they live in a red state. Riverdale's a red state. Oh, yeah. I, was that a question? I don't know. <laughs> But, it, like, it's just, he just, like, immediately walks in and is like, okay, I'm ready to be subordinate gay best friend again. I mean, yeah. It makes me so mad. After some real good fire last episode. Yeah. I'm ready to accept it for plot uh, purposes, because we all know that it was simple, and yeah. he's not actually forgiving Betty properly here, right? That's that's part of the deal. Like, he opens with, that wasn't <laughs> cool, but don't worry. Yeah, and I guess, like, it's important if we forgive our friends and things. Um, I have to say, he has one of my absolute favorite lines in this episode, and when we get to it, I'm going to be so excited about it. Excellent. Now, I, I, I do really, I think this conversation would have gone a lot differently if she didn't have a serial killer manifesto waiting to deal what, with. What? Oh. Right? Maybe? Oh, oh, yeah, about his, about her being a shitty friend? Oh, yeah. A uh, bad friend? Yeah. Is my, my thoughts. Yeah. Of course, he's being the cop's son here, being like, this is evidence, like, use that, the law. That's just, I mean, honestly, that feels like the same choice for anyone <laughs> dealing with this hero killer letter. Yeah. But. I, okay, so I thought this episode was going somewhere really different than where it went in mm. this moment. Like, I was like, okay, cool, we're what? gonna have some Sherlock moments, them trying to figure it out. Right. And that then... we were going, like, deep. Nancy Drew. I don't remember the ending being satisfying and kind of, mm. like, correlating to that. Mm. What were your hopes in this moment? Um. As Betty. Yeah. Fake um, cries about half fake cries. Or smudged. <laughs> smudged mascara. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not a letter. Okay, where were you hoping this was oh, going to go? I was hoping this was going to end in a death, and there's no death in this episode. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's well, no one actually died at the just, town hall meeting. That just tells me they maybe got it wrong. Oh. Potentially. Well, I thought the place where it all began was going to be the the river where Jason was killed. Oh, well, we That's haven't the gone there yet, have we? Well, they, they kind of do at the end of this episode. You'll see. I mean, you've seen it, but we'll we'll, we'll all get there together as a gang. As a gang, together. The Riverdale gang. Floating down sweet water towards (laughs) death and destruction. And, uh... Okay, so Archie's dealing with the in-group pressure now with the fact that he screwed up the football season with his vigilante gang. 
relevant and fair, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, bro. Sign the letter. Stop, stop with the vigilanteism. We need football. Which. Oh, man. Reggie kicking things. What are you doing? Don't kick. It's, uh... um. What? It's interesting. Yeah. And do do what exactly? How do you know he lives on the south side? Oh God, everybody's just gonna <laughs> generalize everyone else. I guess this happens. Wait. I don't remember adolescence that well. Do we generalize? Um, I don't remember being as susceptible to every suggestion from everyone, especially adults I don't trust, as Archie is. Uh, Mrs. Cooper's convinced that he's the killer's from the south side. Well, gee, Archie, Mrs. Cooper was sure your friend last season yeah. when she. Made made you pull a B and E for her own investigative journalism. Yeah, <laughs> that was um, a real great call. Trusting Mrs. Cooper that time, and now you're starting a class war over it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really interesting. This season is totally about. I mean, the last season was too, but doubly so, right? Yeah. Thanks, Fogarty. Also, a little a little one. Archie reference. The the serpent who wanted to earn his stripes. <laughs> Definitely the bully from Little Archie comics. Doily's all like, what? I'm gonna analyze you like an English novel. <laughs> what kind of crazy cracked out Dilton is this? Even you like it? It's it's upsetting. Is it? Dilton Doily is like book learning intellectualism. I know, right? but look at his leather jacket. He's so actually. I basically bought those glasses on Friday. <laughs> I feel like Dalton Doyle is going to be a sovereign citizen survivalist who votes libertarian, <sighs> and not even with the best of intentions. I. Yeah. Sorry, I'm distracted by Veronica being all like. <clears throat> be honest with me about my boyfriend. Stop screwing around with my life trying to play the lodge game again see i like that in this episode she stops she stops letting archie go along and instead i feel like she tries to make him her pawn and beat hiram at his own game that's my read on veronica here because while manipulation that's what we're talking about (laughs) while they show us both sides of their relationship as teens they also I think do a really great job showing the, the, like, shifts in Veronica when she changes her priorities. Yeah. When she decides it's more important to win this game than it is to go along with my instincts or go along with what seems right. Interesting. That's my read right now, that Veronica is choosing the game with her father over her instincts. Also, I'm interested in... She has this, like, trust, right, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to play this game too, buddy. So you're interested in... I'm interested in all the Hermione choices she makes this episode, and yeah. if that's going to get turned on its head later in the season. Yeah. Like, her having a moment of, like, oh, I'm being my mom. I need to break this cycle. <laughs> if she's going to clue in, ever? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just like that. Oh. Um... Of course, the cute girl that you're, like, kind of semi-interested in and you're ignoring your girlfriend's call for just happens to be interested in exactly the same things you're interested in. To the point of point of having a favored serial killer nonfiction author. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> they're, they're not only talking about the same shared interest. She's already twice as well-read as he is and has preferred sources. They're probably never going to circle back to that ever, and the fact that that is actually a deep and in-depth hobby of hers, are they? Yeah, probably. Or a Batman (laughs) villain. They're both smiling. Oh, dear. Chemistry. Should we touch on shipping? Have we touched on shipping? we, we We know who your favorites are. We haven't really touched on shipping. I don't, like, I ship... The look of Betty and Jughead. In the show. I don't know that I ship them as a couple per se. So you ship them as H and M models, but n- yeah, not necessarily as functioning humans who make each other better people. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I feel that. I I hesitate to ship Archie with anyone because I feel like 
he is not emotionally mature enough for any of the other yeah. characters. I definitely briefly shipped him and Va- Valerie. Well, yeah, but then he was an idiot and not emotionally mature, mature enough for any of the other characters. I really He was a legitimately rubbish boyfriend to Valerie. I didn't even... I kind of shipped Kevin and Joaquin, kind of. It was refreshing in that it wasn't awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. See, that's Wait, a control kiss. Veronica walk in and kiss and apologize and jump on the red circle. That's Veronica manipulating. Yeah. She's in the game. I I can't I can't even ship this anymore because they're both so broken. <sighs> okay, but this is Hermione moves. I'm so interested. Yeah, but it's so bad. No one needs to fight it. I like. Is it, it's mine too. That's a Hermione line. Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a, yep, I see what you mean. She's doubling down on yeah. her partner's insane life choices. Also, Archie looks real stubbly in this shot. I find KJ Apa always looks super stubbly in interviews. I feel like they must <laughs> shave him twice a day on set. Oh. <laughs> He's not a, oh, haha, <laughs> that's uh Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, um, totally down on Broadway. Broadway. That's so funny. That's also, actually I, what it looks like in there, too. <laughs> I think they closed, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. They were kind of cool in there. I bought a gun holster in there once for a prop. So did Archie. Yeah. (laughs) In world, it's not a prop. Yep. Yep. We've both been in this store. Is that a reference to anyone in the comics? Uh, The name sounds familiar, but I can't actually place where. Um, It's probably a little Archie reference. Honestly, they've Mm. they've been pulling a lot on that canon this season. Kevlavis. Yeah, I um, I bought yeah, a duffel. Yeah, with a handgun. Are you serious, buddy? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Uh, we're we're moving on from the shop that yeah. we've both been to back to Jughead. Um, what are our other options? Shipping? I just feel like shipping is such a stock conversation that we should yeah. like get it out of the way. Here, because I also don't really care about this scene right now. Of Jughead avoiding telling Betty yeah. what she doesn't want to hear. Yeah. And I think, actually, I really like in this scene, Betty kind of trying to rise above it and being like, okay, mm. we'll invite her over and we'll have another person and we'll make this normal. We'll normalize. Okay. Yep. 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 <clears throat> the coming moment of like, oh, it's not this scene, yeah. but at some point she's like, oh, you can host us. Yeah. You can have us all over together and I'll bring Kevin. I think yeah. we're a scene away from that moment. <laughs> Betty would be good at Polly. I I believe Betty could negotiate Polly. Yeah. Um, Jughead, I think, would get too uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I think Jughead would have his mind made up about what is and isn't going to work. Jughead has opinions <laughs> and feelings <laughs> yeah. about so many things. <laughs> Jughead has so many feelings. Oh, code breaking party. So fun. So fun. You can host. Code breaking party. Let's catch serial killers, gang. <laughs> oh my gosh. And here's Veronica with a few favors. And yep, Veronica has t-shirt printing favors in Riverdale. Hey, see you walk over the targeting. It's so bulby. I just made me. Yeah, this is all Hermione. That's like I feel like yep. I'm looking at Hermione and Hiram romancing each other early on. Except Hiram was a bit more self possessed, probably than Archie. Yep, yep. I'm intrigued by Cheryl's choice to jump uh, yeah. in on this bandwagon. I band love wagon. that Cheryl wants to, is like. Oh, what if a there's drama character. to start, if there's chaos to spread, Cheryl Blossom is there. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter in what direction to what end. Yeah. If anyone's like, let's cause a fuss. Like, Cheryl was on rollerblades waitressing at Pops yeah. last episode. That makes no okay, sense. Okay, okay, We're almost at the Kevin line. That is my favorite line. Excellent. If you I, could loosen your ponytail. I, I will be patient. Oh. This is what? A joke, that was a guys. joke. Ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. <laughs> yes, Kevin. <laughs> yes, Kevin. Iconoclast it up. Textual thing. <laughs> It upsets me that Betty just capitulates to this, like, this this, like, girl calling her out. Like, I think that's sort of a shame, but... It is a bit of an arguably uncalled for sass. Yeah. But there's, you know, weird tension here. 
<laughs> we got class tension. We got romance tension. We got all the noise. Like, almost every serial killer either. Thank you, Tony. Mm -hmm. For being a valid alternative life view to the Betty mm. Cooper show. <laughs> I am pleased that they brought Betty's moralizing up in yeah. sync. Okay, this, well, this, this is... conversation. Yeah. The fake news. Weird to me for them oh, to why? bring this contemporary <clears throat> phrasing up. And to put... Oh, moralizing um, middle class, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah. Oh, no, because this is this is a really weird conversation to me. I'm... Because I, I, I feel like there is a real split in the discourse and vocabulary, especially in America right now. And I, I don't... Wouldn't expect to hear fake news and neo-Nazis coming out of the same perspective. The, the criticism of... The Red Circle is neo-Nazis. Yeah, I love it. Kevin's like, too much straight people reel this. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm piecing out of this yeah. mess, as one should. <laughs> Where you can walk me on. Great. <laughs> Missing conversation of Kevin and Tony. Uh... But, um, yeah, I feel like they put a lot of words and phrases and, and relatively, like, contemporary discourse into tony's mouth in this scene yeah. but it didn't feel consistent and it's one of the first time they've brought very specific vocabulary of current real world yeah. political discourse and conflict yeah and, and i i irritate that sort of being used as like coding for jealousy between these two women over a man like maybe i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt uh, again uh, other out uh, again i am kevin not noticing the straight noise <laughs> I guess. Perhaps. But yeah, it's interesting. You bring up a really good point. Also, also, does this actually piss people off tagging in other people's territory? I don't know. Is this actually how criminals operate or is this all coding for like, you sold drugs on my turf? I'm not sure. Like, I assume, given the preceding scene where they were planning to beat him up, it wouldn't take much. Right. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of just making himself a target here. Yeah. Right? Quite aggressively. Um, as well as... I recognize that Low-key domestic terrorism. Like, he is actually spreading vigilante terror right now against half the town. Yeah. Okay, so this moment, this escalation moment from fist mm. to knife to gun mm -hmm. is... I think is real. Oh yeah. And I think it's interesting to have it in this high stakes kind of mm -hmm. teen drama show. Mm -hmm. Get out of my way. Especially. I mean, we have that opening scene yeah. with shooting the gun. Yeah. We've been leading towards go that. Up. Oh, here comes the switchblade. All right, fine, buddy. Here's here's a question. As much as Archie pulls the machismo card. Mm -hmm. If someone pulls a knife on you, what is the... I mean, de-escalation is always your best choice, right? Um, but thinking of legal ramifications, if someone has pulled a weapon, I, I don't know if that is legal escalation, right? Oh, to pull another weapon? Yeah. Whether, it, whether it is, it is an escalation. I actually don't know. That's a good point. Because, yeah. like, is Archie acting in self-defense or not? The problem is that he has doesn't have a license for that gun. Well, that's a factor. So. Do you even need a license for a handgun? I don't. Like, Canada. Yeah, exactly. But. I don't know how we're, it works in We're in, in America. red state. That they're yeah. Like, I would assume um, it, I, he was definitely concealed carry, which is illegal yeah. without a permit that we can be pretty confident he doesn't have. Yeah. But there is also, like, uh -oh. is holding here? a weapon necessarily illegal in this context and state? I don't know. And Riverdale's what? Illinois? Is Did what? they establish where Riverdale? No, I don't think so. No. I'm, we just know it's a red state. Yeah. 20-some, 30-some of those to... <laughs> it's not, it's not in the south. It's Florida! No, it's, no, this is not Florida. Ohio? Uh, I was thinking Ohio's more like a swing state, isn't it? Is, yeah. Is that maybe it's Michigan. <laughs> Michigan lost us the election. By us, I mean not <laughs> Trump. 
The progressive world. <sighs> not the 45th president. They try not to say his name. Yep. 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 You don't need a warrant to search a locker, Archie. <laughs> I can't remember if they find anything in his locker or not. I was very tired when I watched this episode. I think they find something sketchy, but not the gun. He's not dumb enough to bring a gun to school, right? No, they don't find the gun in there. Yeah, but is they, they find be, something sketchy, Is that supposed to be Veronica, recall. or is that supposed to be porn? Uh, good question. That silhouette. I didn't catch that either. Awesome. Maybe we should free, freeze frame that at the end of the episode. Oh, no, there's the Kevlar vest. No, that's, oh, no, the, that's the hood. Yeah, the one from Reggie. Yeah. A reasonably sketchy and weird. Like, one should probably not keep balaclavas around when vigilanteing. Oh, here's dad. Here's dad being frustrated. I love mm-hmm. how we just, like, skated over the fact that he got shot and there's no recovery. He's just <laughs> kind of like, he got shot in the abdomen. <laughs> yep. He was out of the hot. Yeah, you were shot. Thank you, you were for pointing shot. it out, Fred. Yep. <laughs> and you're doing really good, Fred. All things considered. Yeah. And here's all this uh, parental realness, everyone's saying, like, don't forget, like, this yeah. is scary for us. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole you being a vigilante is scarier. Yeah. Right? A town hall yeah. as a mechanism of dealing with, the su- with like, violent crime in a town. That's another interesting one for me. Is it? Where the idea that a town has this, this sense of unified community discussion. Yeah. That that is a problem-solving mechanism. I guess I... When I think town hall, I think, like, municipal bylaw complaints. <coughs> yeah. And here it's interesting. Hermione's coming in being like, if you're going to be me, yeah. here's some rules you need. Right. Maybe you're just being loyal. Think about your actions. Here's, here's what I do. Thunder rumbling. Hmm. Huh. Noble. Nothing Honorable. more honorable than loyalty. Blind loyalty? Okay. Are you doing some blind loyalty there, Hermione? I or mean, are you trying to warn? That is, per, whether that is she learned the hard way, or whether she's not as blind as we are narratively yeah. left to consider. Both super relevant questions, right? <sighs> that lodge uh, tension is building. Ah. Uh, Wait, so she didn't tell Jughead about the letter either. No, that's not uh, that, that, that's the, the reason for that. When when um Yeah. Jug asked rhetorically what's what's he doing? She supplies right. something because she knows right. and Tony gets upset. Right. Rightfully so, because it looks like like Betty's being privileged and white and middle class. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right, the sinning morality mm. thing was from her letter. Inspiring a serial killer. That is some interesting. That's such a Disney princess thing to say. I mean, it's she's Betty Cooper, and she's wearing a lace collar with rhinestones at the moment. Oh, Archie's gonna be mad, right? Okay. (laughs) Oh, she's still obsessed with Archie, right? Because we know our Endgame three-way trio. The classic comic end game is not Bughead. B- 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 Bughead. That is the internet ship name. Oh no! Portmanu. Couldn't be Jetty. No, it couldn't. <laughs> of course, it couldn't. What about Jetty? Nope. Bughead. Not Bethead. <laughs> Lead with Betty. She's the dominant one in the relationship. Um, Bethead <laughs> is dominant. Bethead's even a thing. <laughs> What are Veronica and Archie? Varchie? I don't... Sounds like a, like a noise a vagina makes. <laughs> I've not Googled that fanfic. I cannot say. Where's my high school? I do not care. <clears throat> Here comes... She has a cape. Oh, she does. She has a lurking cape. She has, a, she has an expensive, like, <laughs> poncho lurking cape. She's so cute. I can't. Oh, Veronica. Oh, you have to reach into the back of a toilet? That's not even the gross part. <laughs> so he was hiding the gun at school in a toilet. I'm going to check every back of toilet for always now. 
Wow, yeah, I forgot that he was that dumb. I remember that she got the gun, but I forgot that he was that <laughs> dumb. Sorry for the coughs, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Still alive, friend? Still I don't alive? want him dead, Veronica. Oh, you're having all sorts of revenge fantasies here. Yeah. I've never understood that, ever. I've never understood, I've understood, like, revenge in so far as, like, someone's broken up with me and I've wanted mm. to go to a party and look hot. You know, like, I understand that kind of revenge, but, like, mm. you eliminated my safety, so I need to eliminate your life. Mm. Doesn't make any sense to me. I think the missing, the missing component for understanding for me is, is more about the lack of awareness of his own self-consequences. Yeah. Like, of course, she just pulls that. She, like, points right. out. You're gonna ruin your life. You're gonna ruin everyone else's life around you. Bye. Exactly. Consequence. Oh, this is cool, though. She's, like, really telling him off, which I don't see Hermione doing with Hiram. No. Well, Hermione doesn't hold the power Veronica does over Archie, right? Yeah. Archie is definitively unstable right now. Oh, right? the boys. Here are the boys with the solution. Pizza! Pizza, pizza solves class war. Is Dilton Doily just on the football team? <laughs> there is no way Dilton Doily is on the football team. I think Dilton Doily is just there. Yeah. Because strange, violent things are a brew. This, so this is your answer to how small the town hall, or small, small Riverdale is. Like, that's a packed town hall. But that doesn't make any sense. Because that's not too... That sure isn't two schools worth of parents. And do the South Side parents just not care because they're all busy selling Jingle no, they, Jangle? No. <laughs> no, they probably, the sign probably wasn't put up in their neighborhood. Oh, relevant. Lack of outreach. Yeah. Town hall for the rich fans. Going, I'm gonna point you at this pizza and have some feelings. <laughs> uh oh. And now we have the moment that isn't quite a drive-by shooting. No. But uh. Oh, he jumps over the table with meaning and purpose. Yep. <sighs> also, interesting moment of we're gonna knock on your door and ask if you can come out for a beating. I mean, people do these things. Okay. Don't they? I, I was I guess. Uh, the one time I was almost witness to a fight, it was in the front yard of someone's house. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I was told to go stand on the porch. I was the only girl. Um or only well, whatever. I was the only girl. And um I would, everyone handed me their wallets and told me to go stand on the porch because if I got hit by accident everyone would have exploded. <laughs> right. So you were almost the Veronica in this scene. I was almost the Veronica in this scene. <laughs> most most of the fights in my high school took place at bush parties. Oh yeah, I never I've never been to a bush party. I mean, you don't need to. You you didn't miss that much. If you troglodytes. Oh Veronica. Yep. Oh. <sighs> My goodness. Appeal to authority. Call Sheriff Keller will work real well on the gang fight. Oh my god, what if Mr. Cooper... Is the crazy murderer? Is the crazy murderer. I mean, I've been, I've been wondering why he's even here. Oh, let's see, let's see his face. Does he have green eyes? Where is he? That's a good call, actually. And Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Probably... You know, I bet you they're intentionally not going to give us any face shots of Mr. Cooper now. Maybe that's why he's barely in the show. I mean, I think he should be barely in the show because he's a jerk who tried to oblige several women to have an abortion for his own convenience. But... I mean, yes. <laughs> also, why would he, like, send a message like that to his daughter? That doesn't make any sense, even if you're bonkers. Actually, yeah, that would be, like, layers of creepy. Um, and oh, here we are, the pastiche of the of the middle class self-righteous wise woman which is like super real but they're not normally this blunt they're normally subtle and insinuating and manipulative and rather than explicitly saying let's close the poor high school to pay for more police yeah i'm just going to imply that heavily behind layers and layers and layers of pseudo-liberal jargon not that i'm bitter or anything about (laughs) there's also a real lack of acknowledgement that all those kids would then be at the school with her children like, yeah, if you, if you really believe like, oh in God. this segregationist class issue, you're also, okay. yeah, gang so war, West Side I've Story. I've never been to a fight. This yes. looks completely unreal to me. Yep, I haven't 
this is also outside of my lived experience, thank goodness. But I do have to say, oh they look intense, and for a little person like me, big cis men fighting each other is real scary. Yeah. <clears throat> I am also so baffled, like, the logic- Taking his glasses off, something's and... about to happen. I'm just saying. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Sex or fight? Sexy right. times or fighting times, Dalton Doily? Um... <laughs> Well, but I do love the implication here. The Southside Serpents are all in their jackets. Mm-hmm. All the football dudes are mm-hmm. in their football jackets. There's an implication there that, like, the sport male mentality is mm-hmm. a gang, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Well done, Riverdale. That it is I feel like fundamentally in-group, out-group already. Yeah, and that they were like, they were already gangs. functionally the <sighs> Red Circle before they ever named it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a force. It's like a demon, and like, that's when we're dead. I have hippie morals, which I appreciate. I told you Fred was going to be a problem. Because apparently the Lodges are invested in the social disintegration of Riverdale. Yeah, why? Why is this? I guess because they get to buy more stuff? I don't know. That's their only motivation so far. We don't know why they're buying some more stuff. Yeah, I want to see... Yeah, what Mr. Cooper's eyes are. A white male in his mid-40s. Might be in his mid-40s. Yeah, give or take. Definitely within normative serial killer range. And actually, we haven't seen many of those. There's FP and Fred and Mr. Cooper <laughs> so far. Yeah. Uh, ooh, right into the cement. Yeah. Boom. This, yeah, like... Also, these fights are a little too active. Like, most... My one thing I do know about fights is most of it is just rolling around on the ground. Hmm. <sighs> I would also expect more, like, serious injuries from an actual And here's the word, smoking gun. I have to say, she looks pretty badass. She does. It's reasonably dangerous to shoot a gun into the air. Aww. Is it? Where does the bullet go? Exactly. It goes where wh- it oh goes God. wherever when you shoot in the air. He's a problematic figure, but there's a very, very, very funny scene about shooting a gun with actual bullets in it in the air mm. in a Woody Allen movie. Mm. The bullets keep landing, like falling out of the sky and landing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they do. Okay, they this come is down eventually. Clean with parents. Oh, it could be could be Keller. I wanna... The sheriff? The sheriff? I mean, it isn't. I mean... <laughs> I wanna... I wanna look at Mr. Cooper... Oh... I think I figured it out. Did you? Do you think... Are you betting on Cooper? Uh, no. Also, this scene is... Bugs me. Yeah. I deserve a gang beating. Tonight was really messed up, Archie. Tonight was really messed Boy, up. Boy, howdy. You're you're really prepped for a right proper murder. Boy, if howdy. tonight was messed up for you. Only because of you and your gun. Wait a minute. Aw. You saved me. I am agreeing with Veronica being the best person to be in power. Fred doesn't find out about the fight because he hears, like, smashed voices in the bedroom. And he's like, oh, my son's got someone to eliminate him. That's that's (laughs) a nice respect to privacy of your sexually active teens. It, It is, but also it facilitates him not finding out about... The gang violence. Yeah. I appreciate that he is not a parent who is eavesdropping and snooping. Like, every one of them is kind of messed up. Yeah. But as we have seen from Betty's family eavesdropping and snooping and Veronica's family eavesdropping and snooping, yeah. it doesn't actually improve the relationship, right? Yeah. Like, also, Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the fact that she's just, like, forgiving him for being violent because she just decides that he's not. Anyway. That's, again, that's... I, I have a totally different read on this encounter. Huh. She has her hand on his neck. She is fixing his wounds. She has ended the situation. Yeah. This is... Veronica is completely in control of this. She is literally on top of Archie right now. Yeah, maybe. And whether it is conscious manipulation or, lo- or not, this definitely reads as another Veronica winning moment. See, actually. (laughs) Well, but, um. Went back to where it all began. Maybe this is mm -hmm. where it all began. I mean, that that is where Jug just introduced it. Um, 
so yeah that's two uses of one phrasing a mystery setting Town that dreaded sundown. Yeah. Dang. Oh, is that a literary reference? I don't know. If it is, I don't know it. Here's Betty with the phone ringing. Hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. This is creepy. This is super creepy. Also, like, who do you think it's going to be? <laughs> oh, a no number? Of course it's the serial killer. <laughs> That's, like, pretty... I would be terrified. It's, like, relatively scary. That would be horrifying, with the full serial killer voice. Yeah. Associated. <sighs> well. There was that. There was that. Gosh, golly. I still hold that v- Veronica's um, gentle consolation of Archie was a power move. I guess. I guess she's reassuring him of his sanity so he doesn't go off. But then she immediately says, mm. Before sexy times, there's one more thing that needs doing. Getting rid of his gun. Yeah. Um, it also has her fingerprints on it at this point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, yeah, that episode is kind of interesting. The power balance. Yeah. It's all over the place. Because I feel like Jughead is very in control in his and Betty's relationship. He capitulates to Betty a lot, but. Yeah. Overall, he's in control. And Veronica's definitely in control and. Yeah. Hers and Archie's relationship. Oh, yeah. I want... Ugh. There's a lot of straight people in this show. That's most shows. I know, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You're absolutely right. But also... Um... Uh... What's, what are the words I'm looking for? The thing is that they introduce... Like, this is the problem with shows that, like, try to have token characters. There's some mm. token black characters. Mm-hmm. There's a token white gay guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with those shows is, is it's like, here's the carrot. We're going to dangle it in front of you. Mm. But the problem is that we're interested in them. We're interested in those stories, and we want to hear... Not even just me, because I'm queer. I feel like mm-hmm. other people are interested in those characters. Right. And, like, you, you, you set up the staging of a loosely diverse world, but then you continue to populate it with the, like, mm. dominant paradigm? It's not even so much... it's not leave even unexplored. So, yeah, you leave it unexplored. Like, it's not so much that, like, I'm annoyed that they're not... Mm-hmm. Uh... I'm almost more annoyed from a storyteller perspective. Like, you mm. introduce all these interesting characters and then you don't use them. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the case of the Pussycats, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I accepted that Kevin is a supporting character in this piece. Yeah. So I haven't necessarily been surprised. Um, as much as it would be very, very, very nice to see um, queer lead characters, um, I also don't anticipate them. Even, like, I'm pleased that they've been as fluid with sexuality as they have been in having an apparently bisexual moose. Things like that. Um, I'm not disappointed based on what the show set up for me, but I definitely see what you... I definitely see your complaint and have it about many, many shows that are ensemble diverse. (laughs) You haven't followed me on Twitter. What? (sighs) Okay, sure. Ryan's Twitter is open. Yes, I think I follow you on Twitter. Probably. You're nice like that. When did you join Twitter? Oh, ages ago. I barely post. I should well, start posting. Why did I just follow you then? Because, because you're my friend. Go tweet, Chloe. Okay. <laughs> I will, but not right now. Okay. Um, Last thoughts? What else was happening in that episode? Um, I really like, I think it's this really interesting, like, very, I, I hope it's self-conscious. Um. Mm choice to to make veronica act out some of her parents marriage with her boyfriend oh yeah i i that can't be accidental yeah that's that scene yeah i agree i agree and betty acting out parts of alice cooper's personality albeit toned down and kinder Mm -hmm. but still like relentlessly driven I think is really fun. Like, there's some good parallels between the, like, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree kind of 
a huge sum of blind spots. Negative. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely getting that with Jughead. With the the only yeah. big contrast, perhaps, being Archie, who is veering wildly off of the Fred Andrews rule of morality at the moment. Well, I feel like he comes from like a I want to I'm like it comes from a place of like wanting to be protective. I mm. mean, I mean, like the the problem mm-hmm. with like the the myth of protecting someone is yeah. that it's a myth. Like you can't yeah. protect anyone from anything ever. Yeah, really. So, of course, um, uh, I'm go- I'm sorry. Of course, like it's not gonna quite work, but I feel like the impulse is the same. Mm-hmm. Like people who are vigilantes really think they're doing like a social service. Right. Yes. I think. I think that's what they think. I've never been a vigilante. <laughs> My uh, roommate on Halloween often, not this particular year, but often dresses up in uh, a Catwoman suit hmm. and patrols in their car downtown hmm. and kind of through the city Just being... seeing if like people from marginalized gender identities, namely women, need help on Halloween. Huh. And... Like, that's perceived by me, at any rate, and also by them, mm-hmm. I would say. I mean, I don't mean to speak for them. I really shouldn't say that. But I would say that one could perceive that as, as a social service. Yeah, and I, like, I... Since the cops kind of fail at it often. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And on both kind of aspects of progressivism and identity politics, like, a lot of vigilantism that we see expressed tends to be um, anti-immigrant or racially motivated. Yeah, of course. And of course, in this particular incident, I'm talking about a very benign, no weapons, just someone with a lot of attitude who's Mm -hmm. like looking out for other women. Right. You know. Which is also well-rooted in historical behaviors in queer communities. and, um, And arguably a lot of what we generally call or notices gang behavior and a lot of what has evolved into gang violence and and these class divides that are being picked apart right now are are often have the beginnings in self-protective behaviors taking care of your own in a situation where the police aren't uh serving those communities yeah yeah so that like that 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 protecting impulse is definitely a broad human experience yeah but it feels so doomed to failure in archie andrews oh yeah who is one thing he's a real character but second of all if we're gonna pretend that someone like archie andrews is real Mm -hmm. like he's uh he's (laughs) he's acting from a place of entitlement right the entitlement to take the law into your own hands when it, mm-hmm. it apparently fails you and i mean and uh, that's, uh, like, and that's yeah. not evil like that we kind of need that but i think in archie andrews's case like mm-hmm. i think i think the optics that the show presents of mm-hmm. archie andrews's vigilantism is kind of problematic like it's a bunch mm-hmm. of buff cis dudes with their shirts off with hoods over their heads like it's mm-hmm. it's alarming in the extreme if i saw a group of men like that coming towards me i would run as fast as i possibly could yep because i would assume that meant death <laughs> yep yep because historically gangs of cis dudes marching down the street in unison mean bad things for everyone who's not in the gang of buff cis dudes yeah pretty well <laughs> right so whatever his intentions it is legitimately terrorizing behavior yeah they and like i appreciate that they're saying these things in the show uh-huh. while creating such jarring <laughs> jarring visuals yeah but um let us back yeah. up and talk about some trashy trash <laughs> yes because we've been talking about some, some real things serious noise can we talk I'm... about the delightful trash that is the like that is um a mind trying to decode a cipher that seems to pop up all over television (laughs) like i don't think um sherlock is trash by any means but it certainly isn't real detective work i think it is an equally self-indulgent individualism as the vigilante plot line is the uh amateur sleuth yeah trope and that's like that's built deeply into our literary zeitgeist that's built right into 
a lot of the children's reading material I was provided. Um, The spunky kids with gumption figuring it out and narrowly dodging disaster and danger and risk. Yeah. Um, But that is as, like, fantastical and exceptionist exceptionalism exceptionalist yeah as the idea of one teenager with the gun dealing with the serial killer yeah both are deep fantasies and in this world there you know it's it's a world of hyperbolic fantasy middle mm-hmm. america obviously both of those behaviors will lead somewhere mm-hmm. i like that neither of them are leading where the character thinks they're leading like i cannot i can always appreciate either of those tropes being the character stumbles by dumb luck into the climactic moment, but it's never their actions that are facilitating that success, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it's totally. the circumstances and luck. Yeah. Um, um, another piece of trashy trash, just completely different subject, totally mm-hmm. divergent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of trashy teen shows... Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I watched this show, the first episode, I was like, these kids are so well-dressed. <laughs> it's so irritating. Mm-hmm. How can anyone think this is believable? Look at Veronica. Look at Cheryl. Look at Betty. They're so immaculate and perfect mm-hmm. and wear such expensive clothing. And don't get me wrong, I went to a really like, like uh, influential upper-middle-class kind of high school, and people wore very, very nice clothing to school. But people drove the tractor to school sometimes at my high yeah, school. Yeah, people drove the jag to school at my <laughs> high school. Um, not me. My parents don't have any money. But um, uh, anyway, um, but uh, I went. Oh, that's the point of this show. We mm-hmm. want candy. Mm-hmm. Like this show is candy. Oh yes. The show is candy for the eyes. It's candy for like the irrational parts of ourselves that are willing to put up with this kind of storyline that was fun about it it's also super not storytelling from the perspective of someone who is on the south side right we are all of our perspective characters are like even jughead is clearly from the north side clearly from the nice part of town in culture and mannerism and association if not in or he's he's kind of like the token outcast i would say yeah but he's grown up in this community of privilege yeah by living in a a drive-in shack right yeah i guess he didn't i guess he didn't always live there necessarily i don't know jughead's story seems to be sort of um obscured oh i just yawned into our podcast A little, like you don't know the steps. I wonder if we'll ever get there. <laughs> like, it seems clear he doesn't fit in on the south side. Right? And that's a very intentional choice on his parents' behalf. Yeah. Uh, despite their divorce and the, the conflict preceding season one. But it seems oh, yeah. clear he's been kept away from the rough side of town, from the lifestyle therein, from yeah. the class issues therein. <laughs> and socialized and, and certainly the, with Riverdale High. Yeah, and it has like a negative association with the serpents, probably based mostly on his relationship with his father. Yeah. So Ugh. arguably we're not actually looking at a perspective of poverty with an understanding of systemic and, and cultural poverty so mm-hmm. much as an individual experiencing poverty as an individual within a relatively well-off community. Very different worldviews um yeah and like archie's fred's business um is on the rocks and on the cusp of folding at several points in season one but we also don't you know he still owns a business right he owns a construction business yeah yeah. there's yeah yeah yeah. Whose eyes are we seeing the story through? I think we're still solidly in Northside eyes, and I'm, yeah. I'm very curious if we'll get more of Tony's perspective. Yeah, if we'll just have an episode where most things happen. Like, I wonder if they're just going to do an episode where... It'd be really cool, actually, if they'd pulled a Buffy and, like, you get mm. an episode from a subordinate character's perspective. Like, there's, like, a Xander episode Yeah. in one of the early seasons of Buffy. I would be shocked if we get it, but I'd be very interested. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because um, there, there is an underutilized ensemble already, right? Most yeah. of them are Northsiders. Yeah. But, but there's some meat to chew on in this totally. show. 
I hope they will go somewhere socially responsible and interesting. Red state meat. Oh boy. Dot com. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I think not even be... subtle, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, what happened to grind them? Apparently, it's out of vogue already. What would be the opposite? Of, what would be a, like a good code name for OK Cupid? OK Arrow. OK Bow and Arrow. OK Cupid is pretty cross. Pretty like pan gendered. I know, but I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like other words for dating apps, so you don't use the real. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think we've gone off the rails here. That's sort of <laughs> how I feel about episode four. Slightly off the rails and full of vigilantes, of many <laughs> many forms. Yeah. Okay, gang. Let's uh, let's call it a night today. Yeah. I think this. I think we've rambled off about our uh, aggressively progressive politics too for long enough. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll stick around for episode five. We would love that. Um, some quick acknowledgments. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, our podcast is recorded and Riverdale is shot on unceded uh, Tsleil-Waututh, Squamish, and Musqueam territory. And mm-hmm. we would like to thank Thunderquack and Michael. And we'll thank Kay anyway, even though we're not shooting in this or recording in the studio. Yeah, we liked we liked the studio, but also sometimes I don't have to leave my living room. <laughs> sometimes Chloe d- comes to me. And I get to be a lazy, lazy <laughs> podcaster. Accurate. And it's hopefully, great. Hopefully, um, we're recording our next episode tomorrow, so I'll probably still be sick, but maybe I won't be. <laughs> Can you tell by the cough how much time happens between episodes? <laughs> tell us! Okay, bye, gang! Bye, gang!